part of our senior leadership team in one church in Gloucester. I love him. He's a great, great man, and he has a very anointed hairstyle. So please, put your hands together for Nathan Jordan. Lovely. Thank you, Chris. Good morning, everyone. So we are in, as one church, I said I'm from One Church Gloucester, what we are looking at across the board is this series, this idea of making change, where we're looking at making positive changes with the, with the resources that God has given us. And, and kind of the thread that's running throughout is we are emphasizing our finances and looking at money in particular. Um, and and I, for one, I found it really challenging as we've just like studied and, and looked at these different things. Um, last week, less is more? Yes? Yeah, okay, yeah, good, okay, that, that kind of idea, being, I, Chris, Chris kind of gave me a synopsis, but like being content with what you have, is that the sort of idea that we spoke on? Cool. Today I want to talk on stress is bad, that's the, that's the idea we're going to talk about, stress is bad, agreed, we've got a hearty <laughs> agreement from the front row there, um, and, and here's, the, here's the picture, I shared this with the team before, but here's the picture I want us to kind of like to frame what I'm going to say, um, I, I've got uh, some nieces and nephews, and I was playing hide and seek with them last week, and um, there's four of them. And um, I kind of like let them go off. Like I said, okay, I'll count to a thousand, like you know, I, I was, until they got bored, basically. But they had managed to to get into this this huge bush. And the t- two of the boys are a little bit older, and they they got so deep into the bush they actually made their way out of the bush. But the two younger ones they got stuck in the middle. Um, so like I I see them. So like, I found you, but but they were stuck. They were like stuck like in the thorns and and the thicket. And and so I had to like army crawl my way into this bush. Um, and, and the one older one got out, the younger one was just in an absolute state now. Like thorns were in his hair, and he was, he was there, and he was crouched down like this. And I, I'm coming, like, I can barely get through the gap that they've got through. And he's just crying, and he's screaming, and, and his name is Jude. And I'm like, Jude, if you could just turn around, there's, there's a path, there's a way out. If you, can, if you can just see that path, then you'll be okay. But he wasn't listening to me, and he was getting more and more irate, more and more stressed, more and more anxious. And eventually I had to like reverse army crawl out of this bush and get his dad. And his dad crawled into the bush. It was very funny. Um, and, um, and as soon as he heard his dad's voice, um, he breathed. He turned around. He saw his dad. And, and he could get out. And he, he followed the path that his dad pointed out. And, and just like as an encouragement for whatever I'm going to speak about and the things that I'm going to touch on today. If you find yourself in, in stress, or if you find yourself like in the thick of the thicket, now or in the future, like my prayer is and my hope is that you'll be able to hear God's voice in that moment. So, so many times we can get caught up, can't we? And, and it just feels like situation scenarios and, and we'll touch on and emphasize our finances. It can feel inescapable and all-consuming. Like I have nowhere to go at this moment. It's in those moments, more than ever, we need to hear the Father's voice. God, what are you saying in this moment? And to just to be able to calmly invite that peace, that peace that surpasses all understanding into that situation. And then follow him, follow him out. I don't believe that God like destines us to live in stress, destines us to live in toil. I think that he wants us to live or to learn to live freely and lightly, as his word says. So um, I'm just going to pray now, if that's okay, and then, w- then we'll, we'll jump straight in. So Father God, we thank you, that, thank you for the gospel that we've already heard. Thank you that it's in you, Jesus, that we find life, we find hope, we find purpose. Um, and God, thank you that you call us to live freely and lightly. And I pray, Lord, today that your word will be louder than my words and that all of us will be able to hear the Father's voice today. And so if we find ourselves right now, right here and now, in a stressful situation, if something is causing us stress, God, we would hear the Father's voice into that situation this morning. Or if in future, if we ever find ourselves in the thick of it, we would know who to listen to in those moments. We pray in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. Um, so this idea of stress. So as I mentioned, Caleb, uh, my son, six months old, he's beautiful. And we've discovered this thing about him. Um, he loves the sound of his own voice. Like, um, my wife's not here, so I can say that he gets it from his mother. Um, is this podcasted? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, she's already... It's a life feed. Oh, okay, yeah. She's, um, probably, she, she has a way, you know, she probably does... He gets it from his mum. Um, and if he's mad, he'll make a lot of noise. If he's happy, he'll make a lot of noise. If he's indifferent, he'll make a lot of noise. And he just has this, like, tone, this, this volume that he can reach. And um, when, he's, when he's angry in particular, he just has this pitch that he can reach. And it's like, it's just grating. It's just like nails on a chalkboard kind of sound that he just, and, and wha- whatever, if he's, if he's upset, if he's angry, he just reaches this. And especially at nighttime, it just like pierces into the eardrum. It just is difficult to do anything. And what we've noticed is that when he's making that noise, everything, doesn't matter what we're doing, everything becomes stressful. Everything. When that noise is there and when that noise is present, stress is present. So if I'm just trying to change him and he's making that noise, changing him becomes the most stressful thing like to, to do. And, and it's suddenly it's this tension and angst and it's ah, just be still. And if Lauren and I are trying to talk to one another and that noise is present, like we find we'll just argue like that. Like so she'll say something to me and it could be like like a nice thing to say. She's, she could say, do you want a cup of tea? And I'm like, what? Do you want a cup of tea? What? I know I've not seen your key like because 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 I can't quite hear what she's saying I said no I said do you want a cup of tea well, why didn't you say that in the first place I did say that <laughs> she's not here this is gonna be therapy for our marriage okay we're gonna <laughs> this is gonna and what we've realized what we have to do is and we've laughed like loads about this as well because we have to stop and we have to say no 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 this is him he's doing this to us <laughs> Like his, his noise, the noise that he's producing is bringing this stress in. We can't, like Loki's staff, we were talking about uh, Avengers earlier. We can't let him win. We can't let him divide us. We can't let that noise bring stress in. And, and I was just thinking and reflecting on what stress does. Very rarely does stress operate in isolation. For stress tends to, if something is causing us stress, it tends to affect lots of things in our life, doesn't it? So if there's a stressful situation at work, that tends to, to permeate its way into, into the home at times and if if things at home are just a little bit stressful and a little bit tense we can carry that stress into into work if there's a stressful relationship like that that can that can affect other relationships can't it and when we when we think about our finances the same is true that if if there's something that is out of kilter as far as our resources are concerned as far as our financial situation is concerned that can have a bearing on lots of things in our life um, I, sh- I should explain, so like, um, I work for, for one church, I'm on staff with the church there. Before um, I was employed for church, I worked in the financial industry, so that was my kind of background. I, I spent five years working in the financial industry, and I saw firsthand the, the devastating effects that finances could have on people's lives, and the stress that it could bring, and, and how it could just, it could tear families apart, and, and I saw it firsthand. And, and it says this in, in Proverbs, um, Proverbs 22, verses 7, it says, the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. And I think in our culture and, a, and our society, there is a very almost relaxed approach to this idea of lending and to credit. Um, that it's this idea of buy now, pay later. We're encouraged almost to, to, to put it on the credit card and think about it later, to, to set up a payment plan, to, to get it now, to think about it later. But And if we use those tools correctly, that's okay. If we use them incorrectly, as I saw firsthand, what can happen is we just invite stress into our life. We invite things like debt into our life. And more and more, as it says in Proverbs, we become slave to the lender. We, we almost like willingly place ourselves in a context of slavery where we can't move freely, where we can't experience freedom, where things are stressful because of 
the debt because finances are just, they're just stressing me out. It's like that messy room that we can have in our house. It's easier just to cram stuff in there and close the door. But it's still, it causes us stress. And, and I just want to say at this point, because I, I don't have the privilege of knowing all of you, and I don't know what situations are represented here, but like as one church, I know that this is our heart, that we're, we're far be it from us, if you are carrying a burden, if you are in a place where finances aren't where they should be, if you do feel stressed out by them, far be it from us to add weight to that burden. Far be it from us to ever say like, oh, to, to add shame or a sense of condemnation to that. Like, w- our job is never, as a church and as a community, is never to add weight to the stress or weight to the burden. Our job is to point to the burden lifter and his name is Jesus. And that's what we're passionate about. So, and again, I want that to be the undercurrent of everything that's said here. We're gonna talk, and like in this series, we're gonna get quite practical. Um, but the undercurrent is, Jesus is our hope. He's the one we find freedom with. And everything practical comes from that source. But it can add stress. So what I want to talk about is if we find ourselves in that bush, in the thick of it, if things aren't where they should be, what can we do to get out of it? Um, or if we're okay, if finances and things like that are actually all right at the moment, how can we keep living that way? And what can we do to proactively mitigate against stress entering our lives? Is that okay? Yeah. Excellent. I've got, um, I've got three and, and I, pray, I pray that these, like, it's going to be quite practical, but I, I pray these are going to be useful, just like tools to give you um, three prayers that we can pray when it comes to proactively ridding our lives of stress. Is that all right? Um, so if you take a note, you can jot these prayers down. Um, they are, uh, God, give me self-control. God, give me understanding. And God, give me a plan. There they are. God, give me self-control. God, give me understanding. God, give me a plan. As far as my resources are concerned, like we all have stuff. Sorry, I'm going to get out of the way. People are trying to take a picture. Um, they're power posing in front of it. Um, <laughs> as far as what we have, our finances, all of that, God, give me self-control. Give me understanding and give me a plan. If we're in a stressful situation, I'm believing that these things can help us out of it. Or if we want to prevent stress from entering our lives, these things can do so. So number one, God, give me self-control. As far as my finances are concerned, give me self-control. Um, I think one of the problems that we all face is that each and every one of us, when it comes to our finances, has within us an inner two-year-old that sees something and, and just wants it. You know that two-year-old, like we've seen, seen this scenario play out in a, in a shopping market, like where like uh, a two-year-old or a toddler will see something, a sweet, right, and they're all positioned at their eye level, tactically, aren't they, tactically? What's the word I was trying to say there? Tactic, tactic, tactfully, strategically. Ben, you were no help to me then. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, shouldn't, I couldn't get it. Yeah, <laughs> He was like, yes, that one. I wasn't even saying words that made sense. Um, and, and they want something, they want it there, they were denied it, and then they just throw a tantrum. But that, that's in all of us, I think, that, that we want something and, and we want it now. And um, like, again, my wife, I'm going to reference her a few times. This is going to be fun because she's not here. I, did, I have preached this message before and she was there, so she has given me permission to say this um, before you think our marriage is in trouble. Um, <laughs> My wife is, is far more disciplined than I am when it comes to material things and to, when it comes to possessions. She's far more likely to be able to say no to herself um, and, and to kind of like put things off. Like, I don't need that now. Um, she's better than I am. Unless, unless the material item we're talking about has a little sign on it that says sale. <laughs> and, and, then, and then everything changes. Then everything changes. Then suddenly this is a whole whole different question. And the, and a few times she has come home with items that I didn't think we needed. I didn't think we even wanted. But they were in the sale and we have them now. <laughs> and and with the presentation of these items comes a bit of a, an explanation, a justification of, of how much money we have saved. Um, and, and she almost positions it as if the shop has given us money. 
Like, we, we are better off because of this sale. And I'm like, I don't know if it works that way. I don't know if it works that way, Lauren. Um, and bless her, you know, you know one, one bargain at a time, our financial boat is sunk. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. She's far more disciplined than I am because I'm me. That's her vice, the little sale items. My vice is, like, I'm way more likely just to blow the boat up with one purchase. <laughs> like, I will see something, I will see a piece of tech, and I want it. And, and I, will, I will obsess over it. And, and I have very little self-control. And I will tell myself, this is what, this is what my life has been missing. <laughs> and, and I will see a piece of tech and I will begin a campaign just to wear Lauren down. And I will, like, <laughs> I will watch YouTube reviews and I'll tell her why our marriage will be better if I had these particular Beats headphones. Um, like, and it's, it's obviously, it's just, uh, you know. And um, so, but that's what we're praying. Number one, God, give me self-control. Could it be that we have stress in our lives due to a lack of ability and inability to say no to ourselves? That we just want it and we want it now. Could it be that like continually just saying yes, yes to the big things like me or less to the little things, yes to the little things like Lauren, just like accumulates and we say yes today and we're also saying yes to stress tomorrow if we can't plan for it. God, give me self-control. Um, and could it be that a small no today means a greater yes tomorrow. When it comes to our finances, when it comes to the resources that we have, a small no today could mean a greater yes tomorrow. And if, if I can just explain and give you an example, um, I took a gap year with church and I worked um, there for 12 months when I was 18. And at the end of the year, we were given an opportunity to go on mission to Austria and we got to run a youth camp. Um, and it was amazing. It was this amazing, incredible opportunity that I was presented with. At the beginning of the year, however, I was given a chance to go on holiday with my friends from sixth form. Um, and the objective of the mission was to go and, and preach Jesus like, like you, Chris, like to preach the gospel. The objective of the holiday was very, very different. They weren't Christian friends. Um, it was very clear that all they wanted to do was drink as much as they could. And that was what was presented to me, these two options. And I had a choice to say yes to that one and potentially jeopardize the yes at the end of the year. In many ways, that could have robbed me of the opportunity to go there or to say no, enabling me to say a better yes to the opportunity at the end of the year. And I said no in the end, like just weighing up like what I feel called to, like what I, what I am passionate about, what I feel God wants me to do. I said no to the holiday, enabling me to say yes to the mission. And then I'm sat, I remember being sat on this mountain top in Salzburg in Austria, like just having spent a week of seeing God do some amazing things in some, in some young people's lives, thinking this was a better yes. I'm glad I said yes to this and no to that other thing. And, and just the challenge on this one, when it comes to self-control, like are there areas of your life that you need to just start saying no when it comes to money? Do I need to, do I need to stop saying no? Do I need to start saying no to a coffee every day or, or golf five times a week? or that gym membership that I don't really use, enabling me to say a better yes to something better in the future. Like, could a small no today mean a better yes tomorrow? Is this okay? Yeah. Just, just like so, some, some practical stuff that's really helped me. God, give me self-control. Um, and number two, God, give me understanding. And it says this. I had a Bible verse. Oh, sorry, I skipped the Bible verse. No, did I say Proverbs 25, 28? I didn't, sorry. With that, God give me self-control. Proverbs 25, 28 says, like a city without walls, um, so like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. So there's just this idea that we are, we are vulnerable and exposed without self-control, that we are exposing ourselves to things like debt, to things like stress, to things like greed. But there's a Bible verse there just to help put that in context. God give me understanding. 
Hosea 4 verse 6 says, My people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. So much stress is generated in our lives when we just don't understand. Fear of the unknown. Fear of, of what we don't understand, what we, what we don't know. There is like, I, in my life, I proactively avoid algebra because I don't understand it and it stresses me out. I don't get it. It's just it's something I don't know. Like, do we have any algebra fans, people that, that like maths? <laughs> two, two, okay. Yeah, crazy. I don't understand how your brain works. It just like, I, I avoid it because it stresses me out. And if we have that relationship with our finances, if we just kind of, if it's, if it's stressful, if a lack of knowledge and a lack of, if we're a bit illiterate, I guess, when it comes to our finances, could it be that we're just inviting stress in? A lack of understanding. And the context of that Bible verse, Hosea 4, verse 6, my people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. That's in um, reference to God's people. They didn't know his word. They didn't know what his law was. So the result was just a destructive lifestyle. They couldn't live in the benefits of knowing what God wanted them to do. So the result was a destructive lifestyle. And if we don't know how to handle things like credit, or, or, or loans, if you don't know how interest really works, we are setting ourselves up to, to head towards destruction. But if we can invite some understanding in, if we can invite some wisdom in, if we can learn, God, give me understanding. With the resources that you've given me, help me to use them well. What do you want me to do with these things? What do you want me to do with my home, with my time, with my money? How can I use this for your glory? How can I make some positive changes in this area and mitigate against stress? I don't want stress in this. I want to understand how to use it best. And, and I think it's and I do this, it's really easy sometimes, isn't it, to look at other people, so let, let's take time, the resource of time, for example, to look at other people, and it just seems like they have more hours in the day. It just seems like they're, they're far better at using their time, and, and, they, 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 and I can think, it's okay for them, they're so productive because they have more time than me. They're, they're less stressed out because they've got more time than me. Or, let's, let's go back to money. Some people just seem to have money. They seem to have, like, better things, more holidays, and I can think, oh, that's okay for them. They obviously earn more than I do. Their, their paycheck is obviously higher than, than mine. But, but what if the case was, maybe they don't have more time, maybe they don't have more money, maybe they just have a better understanding of how to steward it, a better understanding. And, and for me, what has prevented me from understanding in the past is pride. So pridefully, I would just like continue living with stress and, and just continue trying to, to figure it out on my own rather than, in humility, inviting in someone else's wisdom. When I, when I worked for the bank, the best phrase that I learned early on, when people, when customers would come in, and if I didn't know the answer to something, I would say, I don't know the answer, but I know someone who does. And I would go and invite the manager in. I would go and invite the financial advisor in. Just invite someone else's wisdom in. And if, if we have a choice, and I'll come back to this idea at the end, if we have a choice, you and I, with the resources that we have, between um, pride and stress, or humility, and peace, surely this is the better option. Like, who, who is it in your life that just seems to be able to manage their home well, to, to be able to manage their time well, or their resources, their, their money well? Could, could we just like get a coffee with them? How, how do you do that? How do you make the most of your time? How do you make the most of your resources? Let's invite understanding and prayerfully do so. God, give me understanding. How can I do better with this resource that you have given me? Is that all right? Great. And the next and final one, God, Give me a plan. It says this in Proverbs 21, verses 5. The plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. So what we're going to do, this is a real practical one, is just to make a plan. So, so often we can just live our lives just accepting the, the way that it is and almost accepting a, an element of stress, a presence of stress in them. But that doesn't have to be the case. We can, we can plan to live differently. 
Like what does, what does a stress-free life look like for you as far as your finances are concerned? What would, what would a stress-free life look like for you with your time? And, and have you ever taken the time just to write a plan? Just to think, okay, what do I want to do and how can I get there? So just some examples for you. So with regards to our finances, I want to pay off all my credit cards and this is my plan to do it. I want to finish each month without dipping into my overdraft and this is my plan to do it. I want to pay for myself. Okay, now I'm going to skip one, skip one. Ah, I want to... I want to make more time to exercise and potentially poor physical health is something that is causing stress in our lives. So how can we plan to change that? How can we make better use of the resource that is our body? I want to spend less time at work, more time with the family. Chris, you're going to enjoy a week off spending more time with your family this week. Maybe not because you have to help Mike <laughs> in, in Bristol. Um, but what, what's your plan to do that? I want to be mortgage free by this date. This is my plan to do that. I want to retire at this age and this is my plan. Um, my wife and I, we, we visited this idea recently and it was so good just to sit down and think, okay, God, where do you want us to be? What do you want us to do? What things can we have in our life and how can you help us to plan to get there? And it was such a positive, it wasn't this, it wasn't disheartening. It was encouraging and it was inspiring just to spend time with one another thinking, okay, this is what we want to do. This is what we want to see in our finances. This is what we want to do with our time. Um, and it, it was exciting to do that, and the results were positive. So I encourage you, just, just take 5, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and write a plan with what I have. Like, God, how, what, what do you want to do? God, give me a plan so that I can honour you with all that I have. Like, let's be intentional with it. Let's, let's not be unintentional. I want to live on purpose with a purpose. So God, give me a plan. God, give me self-control, give me understanding, and give me a plan. And I think if we just, like, can pray those things, like we can see some positive changes with the resources that we all have and honour God with what we do have and mitigate against stress. See that removed from our life. And um, a verse that, that really, I guess you could say, is my, my life verse. And I'll come back to this idea of my nephew in the bush stuck there. Um, 1 Peter 5, verses 6, it says, Humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And, and I loved seeing um, my brother-in-law army crawl through the bushes because it was funny to watch. But when he saw his son stuck there in stress, stuck there in the thorns, he wasn't angry at him. He didn't shout at him. He didn't say, oh, how, how have you got stuck here? How ridiculous. No, he, 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 was, he was laughing. And he was like, mate, just, just come this way. Come on, Jude, this way. And, and our Heavenly Father, when we get in these times of our lives where we are just stressed when we're trying to do it on our own I think he's just desperate for us to say just just humble yourself under my mighty hand and I will lift you up in due time cast that anxiety give that anxiety to me because I care for you yeah. and like God cares for you cares like so much for you where you are at and we can get this strange idea and I don't even know where we get it from that somehow God's going to be disappointed with us with with the state that maybe our finances in with where maybe our resources in whatever it might be the thing that is causing stress in our life but his word he's inviting us to give it to him just hand that to me give it to me and again it's this idea pride versus humility if pride is resulting in stress in my life oh i don't want that humility god give me peace god i want to cast this on you and and uh, ben if you can just come and just grab grab a guitar mate because i'd love just to pray for you I, I hope like some of these things will give you something to think about and to, to pray about um, moving forward. Um, but if you are in a spot where something in your life is causing you stress and you have just been dealing with it on your own, in your own strength, like just really feel right now like our Heavenly Father is inviting you just to hand that over to him one more time. 
Like, do what you need to do after this day. If that is um, just like continually trying to get a bit more self-control, if it's your own actions that are continually leading to stress in your life, like, hey, let's, let's be disciplined in that and let's change that. If it is just more understanding and some conversations that need to take place, that's, that's fine. If it is a plan that needs to be written, again, that's, that's also good. But all of it starts with God. Humbling myself under your mighty hand. So I'd love just to pray for you. If you just want to bow.